Hey, oh shit, of course. Hey guys, uh, this is Hannah with The Successful Stoner. This is my first episode. I hope you guys like it. Hey guys, what's up? Um, it's Hannah. I'm in my bedroom, sitting on my couch, rolling a blunt, uh, preparing my mind for the topic that I'm about to get into. And the topic that I'm going to talk about today is going to be very touchy. I'm just going to let everybody know. Um, it's, it's not going to be rude, but it's going to be very direct and to the point. And I might hurt some people's feelings when I say these things, but it's for a good reason. <laughs> and it's, the way that I feel like I can contribute to the world right now and evoke some real change other than posting on Facebook or, you know, telling black people that I love them and that they have a spot in my heart and I respect them and they're whole people and I see them beautifully in my eyes. Um, because the thing that is frustrating me the most right now about what is going on on social media is... The things that are coming out of white people's mouths and through their keyboards and through the platforms that they use to share their opinions. Um, and right now, I'm just, <laughs> I think I should just come out and say it. Right now, I don't think people have, uh, I, I don't think people should have a, a dog in this fight right now. <laughs> There is the racist dog and the non-racist dog, and those are the only dogs in the fight right now, and the voices that need to be amplified and put on a higher platform are the actual voices of oppressed individuals. So, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to say this in the most blunt way possible, like, I really think people, like, I really think white people just need to shut the fuck up right now and listen and listen, truly listen, because I see, I scroll through Facebook, you know, like, I'm a fucking social media junkie, I like to smoke weed, I like to stalk people, I like to see what's going on, I like... You know, I like being on my phone. I'm terrible at it. I'm trying to get my screen time down. But, like, lately, I've just had this sick spot in my stomach every time I read a post that's, like, I get the Black Lives Matter movement. But, and every single time I see that, I literally want to reach through my laptop and strangle. Just kidding. That's rude. I shouldn't say that. I have a hair on my keyboard. I want to, like, just shake people because... Who cares what you think right now? It's not about what you think. It's not about how you feel. It's about moving the needle. Moving the needle. That is about, that is what everything right now is about. Moving the needle closer to equality. And I'm getting so sick of seeing, I don't want to sound like a ranty. I want to, I want to, I want to say this in like a very objective way. So I, it can be well received because I, let me, let me just back this up and I will talk about my own personal experience 
with my uh, path of becoming an enlightened person and awakening to the facts that we are victims um, and indoctrinated sheep and cattle of this American machine. We all are. And basically the way that I see it um, is that when we were younger, white people, I'm talking to you, when we were younger, we were born and we had no context of good and bad and what were the things that we associated with things that were good and bad. We were completely blank slate and we had no burdens of judgments. We had no burden of our ego. We were just free, impressionable beings that should have been tended to. We should have been taught the right things. There are so many things that should have happened that didn't, and there were so many things that happened that should have never happened to children. The American school system is a system of indoctrination. The public school system is a system of indoctrination. Like, on our maps, America is the biggest country. America is not the fucking biggest country. <laughs> America is, like, bigger than Africa. On the every single map that I was shown in school, you know, they would pull it down from the, the uh, projector screen or whatever. They would pull it down and you would look at it and America was this huge fucking country. And we're like, yeah, America, we're huge. And then it's like, and then you look over to the other side and it's like Africa and it's like not small, but it's definitely not like the size of America. Like, do you guys know how fucking huge Africa is? Africa is huge as fuck. So it's like, there's your proof right there that there has always been a need to instill some sort of racism in our youth. And it's just like, I, for a while, I was very upset about it. And, you know, I, God lover, Jane Elliott, I can attribute to like literally every, she was the woman that got my brain running, got, you know, my head out of the sand and started really being present in my life and not running by, you know, the programs that had been downloaded onto my brain and my subconscious as a child and really taking an active role in the way that I think and the way that I judge and perceive people. She really got it going and I didn't learn about her until like last year. Okay? Last year is when I really feel like I truly awakened to the person I need to be to help this movement. <laughs> you know? And if you're one of my friends and you're around me a lot, you know that I love, you know, I love personal development. I love learning. I love learning about the brain. I love learning about personalities. I love, you know, like, and I think it's, to me, knowledge is like a cleanse. Knowledge, to me, the more I pump in, the more of the bullshit it's going to get out. So, you know, when I was taking all this shit in, all of that racist, you know, I was listening to Jane Elliott's stuff. I was watching her YouTube videos. I was looking at all this shit. I was listening to my friends and the things that they were saying, you know, and I, and after that, I, I could see the difference. Before, 
I was like, I'm for equality. I'm this, I'm that. But I wanted recognition. I wanted recognition for not being a typical white person that was like scared or stereotype black people or, you know, I, I wanted recognition. I wanted people to realize that I was not racist, that I was, you know, for this movement, this Black Lives Movement. And that's what fueled my involvement, which is so fucked up. And I don't think people realize um, that they're doing this because they're on the journey every single day, which is great. You're on the journey. Let me give you like a few ways that you could help push yourself along because it's like this freaking little step-by-step journey. Maybe year by year by year, you might get a little bit closer to the type of enlightenment that we need right now to affect real change. And the reason that you're not getting, you know, you're not collapsing time and, and taking Let's see. The reason that you're not collapsing time and, you know, really being as informed as you could be is because it's not a top priority to you. And it may not be a top priority to you because you have a fucking life and you have kids and you have, you know, you're going to school or you have a job or you have depression or, or you have your, you know, maybe your life seems so overwhelming for you right now that you can't possibly pick up another thing that you can't possibly imagine creating more time to help. And that's my grinder. I'm like banging weed out on my tray. Um, I get it. I so get it, you know. And looking back on sometimes, like, I was, as far as the other, you know, police injustices, I would show my support, but I would not take an active role. I thought me showing support was me taking an active role, and those two are not the same thing, okay? And I'm not saying that by not taking an active role, you're you're literally taking this opportunity. You're like, um, okay, well, I posted, and I'm white, and I'm privileged, so I really don't know what else there, like, I don't know what else there is to do. Like, I did what I could do. Like, that's what I thought, and that's what I'm sure a lot of other people are thinking right now. Like, they don't know the role that they can take. They're scared that if they go and try to associate with people that they're going to be shunned because, you know, we share the same face as the oppressor. We do. Like, we are... I I know for a fact me looking the way that I do is very triggering to some people. And do I take offense to that? I take zero offense to that. None. I am a Caucasian woman. I have blue eyes, blonde hair. Like I am so fucking white, you guys. Like ridiculous. Listen to me talk. Okay. There's no misconception of who I am. (laughs) You know, all right. You know, you can probably, if you haven't seen my face, you can probably envision what's going on. Like I am Becky. I truly am. Um, (laughs) And I have been hurt too by this. Nowhere near in proportion. I'm not even comparing my pain. But I have been judged seriously, you know, throughout my life. And I used to take that so personally. I used to feel so victimized. And I used to feel 
so much resentment towards, you know, the things that might have been said, which now looking back, like, they weren't that fucking big of a deal. Like, get the fuck over it. Um, But I would. And when I think about the shift that I made from that kind of state of mind to this state of mind, it all comes from, like, just the change of perspective. I, I feel like now that I've kind of worked on myself and, and I put so much information in to counteract the things that I've been taught, um, that, and I know that there's so much more work to be done and I'm going to continue every single day, probably for the rest of my life, probably indefinitely. I'm going to continue every single day to make sure that I keep those thoughts at bay because they may, that's the thing, white people, these things they may be with us forever. Even me sometimes, I find myself, I find myself like if if I'm not concentrated or if I'm not like delegating my time to a task and I let my mind wander and like, like here, here's a perfect example. I'm walking my dog outside and I see like a black couple walking towards me and I'm like, all of a sudden I start panicking, like not panicking because I'm scared, but panicking like, what do I do? Do I smile? Do I walk past? Do I say hello? Do I do this? Do I do that? Like there's so much injustice going on in the world today. Like, are they going to hate me? Are they like this negative feedback loop programming? This is the programming that they put in my head so long ago. And after all the work that I've been doing on myself to try to kick this out, when I don't focus on keeping it at bay, it slides right back in there. So here I am walking my dog perfectly normal black couple walking towards me. They have a stroller. They have a baby. There is no reason why I should be feeling the way that I'm feeling. And I am nervous and I am panicked, you know, and good thing, good thing. I um, recently just read Mel Robbins book, the five second rule. And it's life changing, by the way, if you haven't read it, I highly, highly recommend that you read it. I did that, you know, what she suggests is you do when you hear that negative feedback loop going, hopefully I caught, you know, the good thing is that I caught it and I was like, holy shit, like this is what's going on right now. And I caught it in my head and I said, five, four, three, two, one, remember what you've taught yourself because you have to count down from five and then at five is when you insert a new thought and you take action on it. So I said, five, four, three, two, one. Remember what you learned. And that's when my heart rate went down. I looked up. I smiled at them. I didn't even think about smiling. I smiled at them. I said, hey. And they said, hey. I said, such a nice day out. And they were like, yeah, have a good one. I said, you too. And I kept on walking. And that was it. So like looking inside myself, that shit is so crazy that, you know, after all the time that I've really tried to spend working on myself to make sure that I am not perceived in a racist as any way, that that still creeps up on me is like terrifying to me. So if you think it's terrifying to me, um, I can't even imagine the things that other people are unlocking that have kept their racism, like that racism feedback loop in the back of their heads at bay for so long, I can't even imagine the shit that they're about to unlock. Like, even to this day, I still have 
like I still have these like shame flashbacks of things I used to say that like if I said now like if I heard the things that another person was saying that I said I would literally feel like punching them in the face and I am like putting myself out you know I'm completely being vulnerable with this and putting myself out there to just like you know this pod this podcast is kind of for like white people like I'm not shaming you but I'm not saying that we don't have work to do. We have so much work to do and the work is going to take every single day. And I think that's why people aren't getting involved on, you know, the level that is necessary is because it is going to be so much work. And honestly, some people, I don't think they even know what's going on. They, other people, when they were walking, if, if another person was walking their dog and they saw a black couple and that feedback loop started happening, they would probably give into that. And they would probably start associating memories and they would probably start looking at the couple walking up on them and start rationalizing why that feedback, like that feedback loop inside their head was right. And that is not right. That is so untrue. That is indoctrination. That is training. That is what we are looking to work through as white people every day. So we can really play our role in this you know, this next society that I feel is coming around. Like things, things have to change. And I don't think they're going to change fast. Unfortunately, um, change is just such a slow thing. It's always been slow. It's always going to be slow. But I know that change requires so much effort over such a long period of time that we cannot afford to be having this I support this and Black Lives Matter but yada 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 I don't even care what the but is there is no but you're on the bus or you're off the fucking bus and I know a lot of white people don't want to fucking hear this but you will not be the leader of this revolution you will not you will be running the errands. You will be supporting from behind the scenes. You will get very little recognition for this. And that's how it should be. You do not deserve recognition for righting a wrong that should have been righted so long ago. So long ago, you guys. Like, And I think I think a lot of people lose perspective that black people have been slaves longer than they have been actually been free, you know? And the thing that I think really ultimately enabled me to, to step into this new light and to really just calm and quiet my ego when it comes to this issue is just the putting myself in other people's shoes. Like I, again, I feel like all these learning opportunity like moments are triggered by when I can identify when this racist feedback loop is going on in the back of my head and I have it. And here I am admitting that I have it, me, I'm working every single day to try to not have it. And it's still there. That's how much they fucked me up. And I am not upset about it. I'm not angry about it. It's there. It happens. The past is of no concern to me. The future is of of everything. Um, and the present moment is how we're going to get there. But 
the only way that I can really stop this feedback loop inside me and find real opportunities of growth is when I can identify that it's going on. And it's a voice inside of us that talks to us. And it sounds like us. It does. It sounds like us. You know, it talks the same speed as us. It tricks us into thinking that it's us. It's not you. It's not us. It's it's what it's programming. And that is scary. That scares me every single day to think that I still have programming left over in me from a long, long time ago. Programming that was built off of race and power and indifference. That is fucking terrifying. But that gives me even more the reason to take this internal journey and find out where that feedback loop is revving in my head. Because if it's revving in my head, it's revving in your head. It's revving in politicians' heads. It's revving and billionaires' heads, it's revving in the heads of people in power. And sometimes that voice takes over and it becomes who we are. So left unchecked, it can destroy everything. You see it for your own eyes. Cities are burning to the ground. Businesses are burning to the ground because nobody has checked their programming. And I, you know, like there's this thing called check your privilege, check your privilege, check your privilege, but check your fucking programming, check the indoctrination that you have been put, you know, that unfortunately has been instilled in you and make sure that it's the actual truth because most, it's not the truth. We were told what we needed to be told so we wouldn't cause waves. So we would help. White people excel in society and keep black people down. And that is so sad. But you want to know what it's not as sad as? It is not as sad as the things that black people go through on a daily fucking basis. White people, we are not scared of shit. I am not scared of getting pulled over. I am not scared of being followed around a store. I am not scared of... You know, I'm not scared of anything. So the fact that there are these, like, kids walking, like, the videos that I have seen of teenagers getting, teenage girls getting arrested and manhandled by white policemen, holy shit. I am speechless. I just want to know how a person with this kind of mentality to feel that it's right to body slam a teenage girl for doing nothing on the pavement and genuinely hurt her, I want to know the psychological breakdown of this person's mind. And I guarantee it's not going to be right. And I guarantee that the reason he feels or she feels that this action is the correct path to take is because that psychological program kicked in and then the rest of the, your, your conscious mind rationalized with it and then boom, action, here we go. He convinced himself that what he was doing was okay and he did it. And I'm sure now he might still feel like what he's doing okay, is okay. 
if this whole event isn't a big orchestrated thing, which I kind of have a little inkling to what it is, but I don't even want to go there because that would disrespect so many things. It would disrespect, you know, his death. It would disrespect a lot of different things. And um, that is not what I'm trying to do right now at all. But I think what happened with the police officer, if it's not an orchestrated event, was that he was like, okay, let me just play my role. He's a black guy. He did this. He's wrong. So where can I fit in? Feedback loop goes, well, make sure that he's secure because, you know, they're dangerous. You know, they're thieves. You know, they're sneaky. Like, that's the feedback loop that happens in our brain. So I think that happened. He latched onto it and he acted in a way that was sparted by, you know, it was, that was the ignition, was indoctrination. So if, if white people think that the solution to racism is to just have a non-biased standpoint and not be mean to black people, that is not the answer. That is not the answer at all. The answer is like you literally have to wash your brain of all this nasty shit that was put inside of us. You have to install new thoughts. You have to disrupt these subconscious, negative, racist feedback loops in order to progress your own mind so you can contribute. Because right now, if you still have all that shit going on inside your head, even I did. Like, I remember, I think yesterday I wrote a text to somebody, like one of my friends, and I, we're in a group chat. And I'm the only white person in the group chat, um, not because I'm trying to say that to get myself like props, but just to get the situation a little context. But I'm just like, uh, this girl keeps sending me like Black Lives Movement matters. Like, why does she think I'm racist? Does she think that I'm not like involved enough? Da 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 da. And my ego completely took over. And you want to know like the response that I got in the group chat? Like crickets. <laughs> I got crickets. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, maybe I said something wrong. And then I so did, like, who cares? Who cares? I got, I got that. Thank you. People are trying to spread messaging. They're trying to spread, spread, you know, positivity. They're trying to spread hope. They're trying to spread change. And because I, that happened to land in my inbox and I'm a white person, I got offended. What do you think triggered that? So. I mean, this is kind of why I feel like I was called to do this podcast today. This is my first podcast. I've always wanted to do a podcast, um, not even, you know, like I it never, it, I never intended it to be like a political or social thing. Um, I honestly just thought I would get on here and talk about like smoking weed and shit and like all the dumb stuff me and my friends have done. But I feel like I had a serious revelation this morning. I really felt called to, you know, talk about this. And the, I had this revelation because of yesterday when I put that shit in the group chat. And I was like, it was like almost like I was digging for compliments. And I got them. And I was like, you know, and then I got them. And I was like, well, those don't feel very good. Because after a while, like my friends replied, I was like, what is this girl think I'm a racist or something? And they were like, uh, nobody would think you're a racist, like calm the fuck down. And like, I think that's, I think that's what I was doing. Like I was like manipulating the situation so I could, I could get some validation out of it. Cause like white people are receiving zero validation through this whole situation as it should be. Like there's literally no effort for validation for white people here. Okay. 
So this is like kind of the main point that I'm saying. There is not enough energy to go around to give any white people credit right now. Like if you want to help, then just fucking help. Okay? Help because you want to help. Help because it's your daily duty to help. Read books because you want to help. Do the things because you are internally motivated to jab that negative feedback loop of racism, installed racism that we have running in the back of our minds constantly to disrupt that pattern and make a different choice and insert a new, more positive thought. So like white people, like if you're trying to, if you're trying to get acknowledgement out of this, like just stop, you're being selfish. Um, you don't, first of all, you don't deserve it. I'm sorry. You're not going to get acknowledgement from people that have been suffering so much. Like, you think they have time to fucking give you acknowledgement? People are dying. Their kids are dying. They're worried. They're scared. They do not have time to give you props for being, like, a cool white person. So spare them the effort. Learn from me. Because after that, I was like, you're fucking stupid. Like, how selfish of you? I'm not trying to... And I so don't want to come off shameful either. I want to come off, I want to come off like, um, <laughs> and I'm going to come off however the fuck I come off. Like I can't control how I come off. But I, from what this, I really want to want people to take away from is not that I'm wagging my finger or that I'm shaming white people for not being involved or not, you know, taking a good enough role or for seeking too much validation through their support through the Black Lives Movement. That is not my intention at all. I think any progress is amazing progress, but can we be more effective with the places that we place our efforts? Absolutely. We so can. So what I'm saying is, you know, if you're going to support this, don't support it because you don't want people to look at you and think that you're a racist. If you're going to support this, dig the fuck in. Dig your heels in. Dedicate time daily to how you're going to help this and do not stop once all of this has fade from the media keep it going read a book read 50 pages of a book about racism every day until it's done or like any personal development book that you will get out there the reason that we are not associating with this messaging is because we are underdeveloped we are letting our ego and our shame and our fear take control when we could be taking control and we could be really being the creators of our own world. In order to play a productive role in everything that's going on, you must free yourself from your ego and from your shame. I know that white people fucked this country up the ass. They fucked us up in the heads. All because they wanted to stay comfortable. All of this stems from a whole bunch of white people, a whole bunch of white guys a long time ago. They decided one day that they wanted to stay comfortable. They did not want to go outside their comfort zone. They wanted to keep their money. They wanted to keep their power. They wanted to keep, you know, all their shit and they didn't want to share it. So they decided that they were going to do something so they could stay in their comfort zones forever. And their kids could stay in their comfort zones forever. 
and their kids and their kids and their kids all the way down. And the thing that they decided to do was they decided that they were going to go take a whole bunch of people from another country and drag them over an ocean against their will and enslave them for 400 years. Uh, 400 years. That's how much is inside of us. That is what this all stems from. Comfort. So if you think that comfort is what's going to solve this, you taking a comfortable stance, you staying in the comfort of your own home, you being comfortable by not sharing your vulnerable feelings, by not being honest with yourself and the prejudices that you may have running inside you right now that you may be unconscious of, do not stay comfortable right now. Push yourself. Dig in. Like, white people, get fucking gritty. We don't need recognition. We need to help. And we need to help a lot. Because, unfortunately, the face of oppression is our fucking face. It's what we look like. So, as we have negative stereotypes running in our head, so is the same on the other side. And theirs are actually kind of validated. Because our fear stems from what we've been told. Black people's fear stems from what they see every single day. The terrible things that have been done to them. The pain that they have actually felt for themselves. White people, we are holding on to this. Racist white people are holding on to this because they are scared of what the possibilities are, of what could possibly happen in the future. Black people are scared right now because of things that are actually going on, that are actually happening. Their friends are actually being killed. Their kids are actually being killed. They are actually being treated differently every single day because of the way that they look. They are given zero wiggle room for anything. So, fuck your acknowledgement. You're not going to get any. <laughs> we don't need it, okay? We don't need it. It's not necessary. It is a complete waste of energy. If you want to help, you put your head down, you read, you get involved, you donate. You don't spread anything that is contradictory to progress. There is no buts. There is no exceptions. There is no excuses. So I think I've been talking for like 35 minutes and I didn't write anything down and I've just kind of been like rambling off the top of my head. I'm definitely going to have to edit this later before I put it out. Um, but just fucking cut it out with the excuses, white people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> cut it out. And I don't hate you. I I actually am just like I'm I'm very hopeful for the change that people will be able to make once they kind of awaken themselves from this negative feedback loop. Um 
and I, I don't mean to offend anybody. I really don't. I don't mean to be mean. I don't want to. I don't want to put any more negativity out there that's already been. And hopefully this isn't viewed as negativity. I'm, I'm really hoping it won't. Um, but this is definitely a touchy, touchy issue. I know it won't be well received by some, but who knows? Maybe you'll listen to this episode now and then something will happen and you'll listen to it again in a year. And maybe you'll you'll find, you know, some commonalities between the way that you think now and the things that I'm saying and you didn't before. So, you know, I'm just kind of trying to put this out there. I want to give people some context. Um, this video isn't really for black people. It's more for white people. Like, black people, you keep fucking doing whatever you need to do. You, if you need help, you tell us. You don't ask us. You tell us what needs to be done. And we will not expect a fucking thing in return because you have been through enough. You have been through enough. You have been through enough pain. You have been through enough heartache. You know, I, I go back to the times where I, re I feel like I was like not being heard and that I was being treated unfairly. And now that I think about them, they're like bullshit ass times. But that kind of feeling is so gross to feel inside. It is like so, it's so disempowering and it just makes you feel so small. So the fact that I think about people feeling this way all the time is just like devastating. I don't need your recognition. I don't, uh, you know, I don't even need your politeness. I just, just tell me what the fuck I need to do. Tell me what the fuck I need to do to help. Um, I'm doing everything that I can now. If I'm not doing enough, tell me. I will not take it offensively. I will not. And this is what I'm hoping um, that other people will do too. You will just accept this no bullshit mentality. We're all working towards a goal. And as long as we keep working towards that goal, all the little, you know, things along the way, you know, maybe that you might get offended by or people might not have relayed to you in the way that you would have appreciated, all that is not going to matter when we finally get there and we might not ever get there during this lifetime but it's not about the destination it's about what we do every single day it's about our actions and how we control them every single day it's about checking our ego and working towards progression instead of you know trying to get some sort of validation for the things that we're saying and doing in regards to this movement it is not about that it is not about us. It is about them. It is about him. Is it? It's about George Floyd, honestly, and what he represents in society. And we are not him. We are not them. They are not us. We have two very different experiences. And they have been given the shit deal, and we've been given the golden contract. So we need to help. And we need to help without, you know, feeling like they need to kiss our asses for us. They don't. They don't have time for that shit. They don't. So, um, <laughs> this is my input for the day. I hope you guys like it. Uh, if you like it, share it, subscribe. This is my first episode ever. Um, my episodes from here on out are not going to be like this. And this is not a plug to get followers either because I might just record this podcast and 
and I might never record again. Who knows? You know, it is fun. I do feel like I, um, I got it out there and that makes me feel really good. And I'm very proud of myself for doing that. And I'm proud of everybody out there that is doing their part and not making excuses for themselves and, you know, not giving up because they're not receiving any acknowledgement because that's not what's important here. So yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, again, my name's Hannah and I hope you guys learn something. All right. Bye.